Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan LaPique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. Please have with us here today on this edition of Advice Worth Keeping. Back once again, Mr. Julio Hernandez. Julio is a principal in the U.S. firm, and he also has the dual role of heading up the global center of excellence around the customer, clearly a key and very important focus area for KPMG. So, Julio, thanks for joining us here again today on Advice Worth Keeping. Stan, I'm really pleased to be here and really looking forward to the conversation with you. Thank you for having me. We have a big topic today, and we'll we'll try to boil it down to a 10 to 15-minute conversation. But what we want to talk about is digital transformation, and in particular, digital transformation as it relates to organizations' interactions with their customers. Maybe to start out with, Julio, what are your clients thinking about when you have discussions with executives and firms, digital transformations, it sounds really cool. What does this really mean to big organizations today from the perspective of the clients you're dealing with? It's a great question. In fact, I just spent two days here in Denver at the Ignition Center with the global team talking about KPMG's digital agenda and how we're looking to continue to help our clients. And I would tell you the first thing that I think you need to step back and look at is that when people talk about digital transformation, first and foremost, you need to recognize the business that our clients are in and what they're trying to achieve. So while digital transformation is absolutely real, it's absolutely happening and it's being powered by emerging technologies such as data and analytics, by things like cognitive, things like better mobile and digital interfaces, by things like robotics, it is also still in service of a business. So I think we first of all need to think about our client's business issue and the business they're in and what they're trying to solve. And so I think that's the first thing. The second thing is, you need to think about what the executive team is really focused on in terms of achieving sustainable business outcomes and how digital can help them to achieve those business outcomes. And then thirdly, we need to help our clients think through how these disruptive technologies might transform their industry and where there could be new and emerging competition or new emerging business models that are going to actually be very relevant to them. But it starts with what business am I in and what am I really trying to achieve from a business results perspective and how can I harness those technologies? And so I think that's the first thing. The second, the first broad theme that I think about when we talk about digital transformation, and you have to break it down into piece parts, but if you have that North Star of the business issue you're trying to solve and the business objective a client's trying to actually get its head wrapped around, then I think you're in a much better position. So that's how we think about it. And then we can bring a lot of capabilities to bear, but we've got to frame it the right way. Sounds like our clients and our listeners on this podcast should really be taking it down a level beyond the big picture of it, thinking about it in terms of what does it mean in their sector, their industry, in their functional area, and what does it mean both from a back and a front office perspective. I think that's right, but I do think people that are in the C-suite and the people that execute the agenda for the C-suite do need to step back and they need to understand what's changing in the marketplace. So oftentimes when we do a project like this or we'll help a client think through a digital transformation, we want to know what business they're in. We want to know what they're trying to achieve and what their objectives are. So that's really imperative. But we also should step back and open up the aperture, to so to speak, and say, okay, what's actually happening in your environment? Let's say just leverage the best framework. What's happening politically? What's happening economically? What's happening socially? What's happening tech- 
technologically to basically be able to frame the broader landscape of what's happening in the marketplace. And then you can frame the client's business and what they're trying to achieve in that context. So it's not just to go specific to one area, but if someone says, I want to do digital transformation and I want you to harness robotics, I think that you have the opportunity to miss the broader picture of why do they want to use robotics? Are they looking to take cost out? Do they have a labor issue where they can't get enough talent? So they're trying to basically have a labor arbitrage situation. And so I think you need to frame it in the business perspective. And then also digital is made up of a lot of different things, as I mentioned earlier. And the ingredients that you can bring to bear to drive a digital transformation are varied. And it's generally a combination of social or mobile or analytics or a better user interface or harnessing mobile or harnessing even things like robotics, where you need to think about what are those things that you can bring to solve that problem. And it's generally not just a specific capability, but it requires a broader perspective around really what levers would you pull to drive the business. And then lastly, business models are changing. And so you can also take a digital lens to re-engineering business processes and business models to think about how do I want to compete in the future. I think that you need to have a holistic view of it. You need to have the landscape perspective, and then you need to start thinking about the business objectives. And when you do that, then you can get a little bit more tactical. So it's worth a few minutes, a few hours, a few weeks, a few months to frame that in the right way so that you're answering the right questions for our client. So I think those are great points. So maybe to start out with, then the focus should be broader before we get into looking at what does it mean for my function, my process, my specific zone of activity. So if we look at that broader thing, are there things you see that organizations are missing either from a technology standpoint or a trending standpoint that they should think about before they drill down into what does it mean to their particular home space? I think the first thing is, what's their North Star going to be in terms of really transforming? Are they going to transform around their customer base? So is it going to be a customer-centric transformation? Or is it going to be a transformation that's going to be driven from basically an economic value creation perspective that takes a back office and F&A perspective? So where are you driving that transformation out? And why are you driving that transformation? That's aligned to the objectives the company's trying to achieve. I think the other thing, too, is to think through can be a broad enterprise-wide transformation. Oftentimes, we think about basically connecting the front, the middle, to the back office. So what do I mean by that? Well, marketing goes out and makes commitments to the marketplace about what it's going to do. Salespeople go out and sell their services and the products that they want to go sell based on the direction of the product managers or the business they're in, and they go out and sell it. Well, if operations isn't able to deliver the product in the right time, then basically what they've done is they've written a check that they can't cash. And so that's a really a market-back transformation approach that says, I'm going to line around the markets I want to be in, the customers I want to compete with and win with, and I want to make sure that my operations can actually cash that check, so to speak. And then you could say, well, if that's the case, then do I have the right finance function to be able to support that? And am I aligning my business? And when you start doing that, then what you end up having is a better and leaner operation that is aligned around the business objectives you want, in this case, customers. And so I think companies need to step back, but then they need to think about, is this going to be an enterprise-wise transformation or is it just going to be a functional area transformation? And both can add value and both require thinking about it a little bit more completely. From your perspective then of trying to do that alignment of the front office and the customer to the middle office to the back office, which often I don't think thinks about the customer, should it be done independently or should this really be enterprise-wide initiative? So if you're really thinking about the customer, it would seem that this should be something that gets all the back office operations involved. The answer there is it really depends. Sometimes companies say, I want to have an enterprise-wide transformation. And the economic buyer and the executives that decide to do that, they really want to do that. They want to re-engineer everything and reconfigure the business to be able to compete in a new way around customers that they have or they want to go acquire. 
But sometimes someone might be in the finance function and says, I need to digitally transform my finance function, and the implications of that are this. And both can add value. So it really is a matter of the objective that they have and also the, the appetite they have and, and the ability to basically transform and absorb that change. So I'm not saying one is better than the other because the circumstances can be very different. And that's the reason we come to the answer of depends. But I would say is that in both of those circumstances, they are framing the issue that says, hey, I want to be customer centric and I need to be able to align my front and on back. Or if the finance executive says I need to transform my finance function, he or she is saying, hey, we want to transform the finance function to be much more effective, to be much more efficient, to be able to close the books faster, to be able to actually understand the health of the business quicker. There's some implications. So there's an objective. So it's, it's anchored around an objective as opposed to just basically saying, I'm going to bring a singular capability to bear to drive a digital transformation. I think here at KPMG, we have a really strong perspective that says you need to be business-led, you need to be issue-led, and then bring the right capabilities to bear to drive that transformation if you really want sustainable change. And that would be the key takeaway. Now, who asked the question and the appetite for answering that question might make it an enterprise-wide transformation, might make it a functional transformation. So then what role does technology play in this? Obviously, is very critical to this. How much of this is a a conceptual rethink of how either the enterprise or the function is approaching the customer and how much of it is leveraging technology? Obviously, technology is critical, but is technology an enabler? Is technology the golden key? Technology has a huge role, huge role. And sometimes it's an enabler and sometimes it's the key. But what I would say is you can't transform digitally without technology. Let's just start in engaging the marketplace the customer. Do you have a mobile app to be able to do that? Are you able to share information and push information? Do you have the ability to listen to customers harnessing social or harnessing analytics to understand how they're behaving? All those things are part of a digital transformation and without technology, you wouldn't be able to do that. Then let's think about linking the front to the middle office. Well, are you able to basically have a demand-driven supply chain or a responsive supply chain? Well, if you don't understand what the demand signals are and you can't take those demand signals and push them down or transport them down into the operations, then how can you have a responsive supply chain? And so the reality is, is you have to have information flowing from the front, the middle, to the back. And then if you enhance that again with analytics, predictive in nature that says we understand what the demand signals are, we can use those demand signals and we can also harness the investments we're making around demand generation, marketing or pricing concessions and or trade promotion dollars and or any basically marketing lever or sales lever, then I can understand what demand is going to be and I can be in a much better position to actually manufacture and put my products or services where they need to be. I think the point is you can't do that without technology. If you don't have those linkages and that integrated information flow, it's really tough. Then if you think about actions and activities that you want to take, let's talk about two areas. One is, let's say a customer comes in. If you want to have a digital transformation, you want to tee up the next best action, the next best offer. That is done on a rules engine that harnesses analytics that basically renders some type of offer or some type of action in some interaction channel. might be a phone channel, might be a web channel, might be a mobile channel, might actually be a physical salesperson or one of your partners. You can't do that without technology to basically talk about what the next best action is. And then we talked a little bit about the operations and having the right products and the right services. Well, you're not going to push that information there and maybe let a buyer know they need to go procure something that they're going to basically fulfill unless you have workflow. So all of those things are technology enabled. But what makes a digital transformation so powerful is bringing those multiple capabilities together and thinking about the enterprise architecture that needs to be underneath it to be able to do all those things we just talked about 
And that's just a thin layer of some of the capabilities you could weave together and integrate. I think that's a very important point because, Julio, you deal with the best and brightest of the world, and then there's everybody else who are looking to do what you just said. So is the key the enterprise architecture? Is the key bringing in individuals who have the expertise to understand how to do what you just said? What are some of the key things for the 80% of the world that haven't quite figured it out yet? Well, I think first and foremost, it goes back to what we talked about at the top of the conversation. What is the business objective I'm trying to achieve? And has everyone got a clear understanding of what we're trying to accomplish? And then can we basically say, okay, what's the operating model that's going to be required to be able to do that? And that is an organization model, potentially. That is a process reengineering. That could be underlying those processes with new technologies, new information, new analytics and maybe I need to use new devices. And so I think that you need to think about the layers that you would generally think about in a business, in a target operating model and a business model to say, okay, there is an enterprise architecture around technology, but there's also a business architecture around broader capabilities, bring people, process, and technology together. Use your words, the 80%. I think regardless if you're the 80% or the 20%, you need to frame the question in the right way. And then you need to look at this as very much a team sport because you can't do a digital transformation just from the CIO. You can't do a digital transformation just from the business. You can't do a digital transformation just from the people. You need people, process, and technology working together in service of a business problem that you're trying to solve and then basically weaving those things together. So I think it's really critical, regardless if you're in the 80% or the 20%, that you frame it the right way. It certainly makes sense. For last question, what are the two or three things if you're the 20% you should be doing going forward to listening to this and if you're the 80%? So you fit up on technology architecture, business architecture, but are there critical yeah, I, things I, you see organizations are challenged with they have to overcome? Are there critical success factors? I'm going to answer that question wearing my front office hat, wearing the hat that says okay. I work with chief marketing officers, chief sales officers, chief service officers and basically CEO are seeking to drive growth. And so the first thing to be successful is you need to understand the markets you want to work in and compete in and the customers that you want to win with, and you need to understand them. What does that mean? It means I need to know about my customers. I need to have a good voice to the customer. I have to have a good voice to the market. I need to understand what the market is. I have to have a really good understanding of what my competition is doing, and I have to have a really good understanding of what I can be able to do. And I need to translate that into basically designing the customer experience and the value props that I want to deliver, and then translating that back into the business about what the implications are and the requirements are that make that transformation. So that's critical. So there is just a really strong business understanding and a really good clear direction. And then there's underlying things you could do around analytics and all the rest that are going to be critical. That's number one. Number two is I better be really clear about the business case for doing this and the outcomes that I'm really trying to drive because this is a change journey and I need to be able to navigate it and show to my boss and his boss and my board that this is going to drive economic value. So I think that's critically important. And then the third thing is a digital transformation isn't a destination. You're continuously transforming your business because what's going to happen is they're going to be new ways of interacting with the customer. There's going to be new ways of interacting with the market. There's going to be new ways of integrating the company and having information flow to be able to make better decisions and also to harness your partners and others. And so you need to almost think about transforming as a capability that you want to have longer term because you're not going to transform once, but you're going to be responsive to the market and you're going to pick the spots where you want to compete. So I think oftentimes companies forget about that this isn't just a destination, but it's really a journey and they're going to be continuously doing this and evolving that. 
And if you just want evidence of that, just think about it 2000, everyone talked about e-business. And now here in 2017, people are talking about digital. Well, we've gone through a journey that that thing has progressed. But even before e-business, they had EDI where people was passing information electronically and it helped to transform businesses. And businesses are continuously transforming. And it's almost like I joke with a lot of my clients that the ability to change is almost a key strategic capability because the market's always changing and you need to be able to be adaptable. And those are some things that I think about while you can put down new wires and bring in a new system, I think you need to think about this as a continual refresh process because that's really what the market's going to demand. Back to your second point around business case. Do you think organizations have good business cases on these points? Because obviously everything you said, firms need to go do. But from a business case standpoint, a cost benefit standpoint, do you think the firms you're working with have that down? So again, I'm going to answer this from the front office. So let's talk about the fact that 80% or more of companies today are saying that they want to use as one of their primary basis differentiation and competitive advantage is to deliver a better customer experience. And so for years, people have said, we're going to use customer experience. We're going to improve the experience. And companies have said, we're just going to do it because it's the right thing to do. Well, I can tell you from my experience in the marketplace that that no longer is adequate. People are saying, okay, we know we got to improve the customer experience, but how much do we need to improve the customer experience? And what's the benefit going to be? And does everyone get an improved customer experience or do I have to segment my experience such that I can actually afford to be able to do it? I think that there is a focus now, significant focus on, well, what's the economic value of improving my service? And does that mean I'm going to win more customers or does that mean I'm going to slow down attrition? Or does that mean I'm going to be able to actually sell more to my existing customers? And so companies are taking a much more disciplined and systematic approach to answering those questions and thinking, am I pulling a revenue lever or am I pulling a cost lever? That's number one. Number two, digital has the ability to drive top-line growth, but it also has the ability to drive out costs. Let's think about this for just a moment. Most of us, if you think about millennials and others, we don't want to call a contact center anymore. We want to just do it on an app or we want to be able to go online and take care of the problem that we have ourselves. And that's fantastic because you know what? It's a lot less expensive than having a customer service rep answer the phone. But there are some people that still need to. So right there, you have a cost savings plate that also improves the experience. And by doing that, you may actually be able to take care of problems and unearth them quicker and understand how to solve them basically from a root cause analysis perspective because you're collecting that data. And now you've basically kept customers longer and happier because they're more satisfied. And so then again, you have a revenue things. The point is you need to understand what value leverage you're pulling and how these techniques are going to happen. But I think the days are long gone where someone says, we're just going to improve the experience or we're just going to do a digital transformation because everyone's digitally transforming. I think boards, CFOs, and CEOs have basically said, no, I need to understand the benefit and I need to understand how I'm going to get to that benefit. So I really do think the rigors increase significantly. I agree with you on that. You're much closer to the front office than I am. And I think that's a great thing to close on, which is the world as we may have knew it a while ago isn't what we have now. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. Everything's changing, right? Which is fantastic. Because otherwise we'd be bored and we wouldn't know what to do when we showed up. This is a great opportunity. There's absolutely threats, but there's a great opportunity for us to be able to really work with our clients and our clients to really take advantage of these technologies and emerging methods to really compete in a different way. And I think that's fantastic. And I think we should embrace it. Our clients should embrace it, but they should be thoughtful in how they do it. And that's really what we're seeing. And those that are thoughtful and focused on a business outcome are actually generating the returns that they want to. And we really think that's the right approach. And I guess that's the takeaway. Be focused on what you're really trying to achieve from a business outcome perspective, frame the question in the right way, and then bring technology to bear, not the other way around. That's great advice, Julio. As always, thank you very much for your time. We'll have to get you back to continue this discussion because obviously it's an ongoing discussion. Thank you for your time today on Advice Worth Keeping. 
Thank you, Stan. I appreciate it. I look forward to chatting with you in the future. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash us slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.